0: Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace.
1: The Growing in Grace podcast once again on the air. Mike Kappler here with Joel Brzezinski. Uh, celebrating over 800 programs now over the last 16-ish years. And uh, we're glad to have you along with us. Thank you for discovering us. We hope that you'll check us out, growingandgrace.org. You will find all of our past archived programs right there. How are you doing this week, Joel?
0: Hey, just doing fine and loving uh, reminiscing a little bit, sort of, uh, on the past 800 podcasts that we've done here of the Growing and Grace podcast. I mean, everything that we talk about, we obviously enjoy talking about, and there are just some highlights that we're kind of hitting here, some things that we've talked about that really stand out to us that we maybe we have felt that they're helpful for people or they're just interesting to talk about. Uh, Some of the things that we've talked about over the last 16 years and 800-plus podcasts now, and we talked about the morality tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil last week, something that kind of springs off of that is this talk about the law. And when we say, like Paul said, that we are—in fact, as Gentiles, we were never actually under the law in the first place. And in Christ, we're not put under the law— Because even the people who were under the law, the people of Israel, Paul said they had to die to the law in order to be joined to Christ. In order to be married to Christ, they had to be dead to the law. And Gentiles, we came to Christ completely apart from the law with our conscience bearing witness, either accusing us or excusing us. But really, in the end, that's from Romans 2, in the end, the the truth that Paul was getting at in Romans 1, 2, and 3 Is that everybody has sinned? All have sinned, Jew who had the law, Gentile who didn't have the law. Everybody has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. But Paul made made it clear that any believer in Christ is not under the law. We have no relationship to the law, and so we've been accused of preaching hyper grace, Uh, and and which is in their mind teaching people that they have a license to sin, teaching people that grace is a license to sin and nothing could be further from the truth as i talked about a little bit about last week grace is the thing that teaches us to say no to ungodliness and unrighteousness it's the thing that teaches us and that gives us the power to live right if, if we want to put it that way it's not the thing that drives us away from godly living it's the thing that uh, draws us to it and talking about hyper grace i love talking about it because paul said the law Entered. This is Romans 5 20. The law entered that the offense might abound. Abound. But where sin abounded. You see what happened when the law entered? <laughs> sin abounded. But he says when sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, and I'm a bit of a Greek geek. I, I, I'm not an expert in Greek by any means, but I'm a bit of a, a geek, and I love looking at these words in the the original Greek language. Where sin abounded, that's Pleonazo. Pleonazo. Uh This is from a, this is from <laughs> StudyLight.org. You can hear how the words are pronounced, but that means sin superabounded. Where sin superabounded. Grace Huper Grace hyperabounded abounded beyond measure, abounded exceedingly, overflowed, and it was abundant. So sin through the law became abundant, and grace when when sin became abundant, when sin abounded, grace hyper abounded. Super duper duper abounded. To put it in plain English, and so it's grace. That's why we're under grace. Sin was a problem, yes. It superabounded, but grace caused a hyper. There was, a, but it caused a hyperabounding of grace. In other words, God's grace was hyperabundant toward us. Uh, yes, I mean,
1: so that that word that you just played there uh, on the audio and, and uh, gave us some insight into in the Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the guy was
0: swearing at first, to be honest.
1: Uh, oh, I should have
0: bleeped that one out then.
1: <laughs> is it? So that's where we get our, our English word for hyper. So, so legalistic mindsets, I'm not saying that they aren't believers. I'm not saying they aren't saved. But those who are established in a works-based mindset— are going to automatically, when, when they hear us talk about some of the things we talk about regarding the, the gospel of grace and the forgiveness of sins and the finished work of Jesus and the freedom from the law and all of that, their mind automatically wanders off to, oh, you're just saying people can go do whatever they want. Or, or they'll ask the question, are, are you saying that people can just go out and kill everyone and, right. and just be forgiven? And, and, and I always like how legalists like to jump right from zero to 60 right. uh, in, in five seconds. In other words, they, they don't bring up gossip or overeating. They go right straight to murder. Right. Are you saying <laughs> that we can just go, as, as if that's something they have a desire to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your I mean, mind go I have there? I no desire to go out and kill people. Are you kidding me? Uh, I don't think I had that desire before Christ. But uh, anyway, uh, that was just a
0: little sidebar there. Yeah, And, and what I ask them when, when they bring that up, like they'll say, so we could just go murder, so we could just go commit adultery. So I say, do you need a law to tell you to not cheat on your wife? Do you need a law to tell you don't go and murder? You know? So anyway, yeah, that's that's sometimes a place where I go with that. Well, and and
1: it's it's effective to come up with those questions that cause people hopefully to s- stop and pause and think. Uh, well, no, I, I guess you know I don't. Yeah, so you see, because we, we're regenerated people in Christ, partakers of of the divine nature, with with a new godlike identity that we've inherited. And so it's not within that nature to want to go and do all of those negative, sinful, terrible things. It just isn't. Where, where we're going with this, though, is that the, when the the, legalist, uh, the legalistic mindset comes out and accuses of hyper-grace, they mean it to be offensive and insult, mm-hmm. as if grace, too much grace, the abundance, the overflow that Joel was talking about, is, is not a good thing that the the scales get tipped out of balance when there's that much grace and not more law added in, where people can have a, a balanced walk between the two. There was never meant to be a balance between law and grace. They are on opposite ends of the spectrum, but people automatically just think that we're saying, go out and do whatever you want, uh, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, we're not. In 16 years of podcasts, you've never heard us telling people to go out and, and sin as much as they want. You just, you've just you never heard that. I will say, and it's, it's a topic we'll get into in, in the weeks ahead, uh, the confession of sins, you know, that, that the church corporations are, are expounding upon people. Um, when we keep telling people, you're a sinner saved by grace, you're bound to go out and sin more, and when you do, you need to be forgiven again. And so you just confess your sin and God will forgive you all over again. If anything that would be more like a license to sin. <laughs> telling, people, telling people to go down that road would be the closest thing you can get to as far as giving people a license to sin. It's not grace. It's not grace. And don't blame grace, which in essence is the person of Jesus Christ. Don't blame grace because people get carried away with their own fleshly desires. Okay, People are just going to have that, and they can use whatever excuse they want to to go out and sin, but it's not grace that's causing them to do that. So the, this talk about cheap grace, there is no such thing. A license to sin because of too much grace, there is no such thing.
0: All right, yeah, and if, if, in fact, the law is what gives a person license uh, to do something it's law it's legal it's license and when you preach law it, remember that what that verse says in Romans five twenty: when the law came that's when sin increased that's when sin abounded so if, yes. you, if if you don't want people to increase their sin then stop teaching the law stop teaching them that the law is the thing that's going to help them to stop sinning because the law is actually the thing through which sin increased and it's the power of or the strength of sin and so that's why we talk a lot about the dangers of mixing law and grace in fact uh, we did a, a three-part series called the dangers of mixing law and grace you can check that out at growing in grace org the dangers of mixing law and grace because when you mix law the thing that causes sin to abound and grace <laughs> when you mix those things you end up with law grace plus law equals law. But if you take law out of it and you're left with grace, then you've got the power that helps a person to overcome sin. You've got the you got Jesus Christ. You're talking about the life of Jesus Christ in a person. And so, yeah, we can talk, yeah, like you say, we'll, we talk about this confession thing uh, because that is a, a, a stronghold for some people. It's, it's something that is really, it's, it, you know, I know when people teach confession of sin, they're trying to help people, but really it's, it's, I've found that it's bondage for a lot of people. So we'll, maybe we'll spend a little more bit more time on that when we've got uh, time, because we're running out for this one. But this contrast of law and grace, I can't emphasize that enough, that there's a huge contrast between the Old Covenant, this is something we've talked about a lot too, the difference between the covenants, the Old Covenant versus the New Covenant, the Old Covenant was a system of law of of a bunch of laws a bunch of things that people had to keep and if they didn't keep them there were consequences and the ultimate consequence was death if you do this and you shall live oh, we'll do it we will do these things the people said but they of course ended up not doing them and so death entered after after sin entered uh, death came and so the problem—
1: And, and Joel, Joel, the requirement was perfection. Even Jesus
0: yes. said that. Paul explained it as you were just
1: talking about. But even Jesus said if you're going to live by that ministry, by that standard of law, every jot and tittle of it, you need to do it perfectly. You need to be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. But what do we do as religious people in legalistic circles? We interpret that as—we uh, we cheapen it by saying be perfect means do your best.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, God never said, yeah, do your best and I'll do the rest. That's that's not what God ever said. He, Jesus indeed did say, you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Uh, who's ever done that? Paul said, the man who does them shall live by them, talking about the law. If you're going to try to live by the law, you have to do the whole thing. You can't just say... I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm, I'm doing as good as I can. I'm trying, and, and God sees my efforts, and he blesses my efforts. No, he doesn't, because the only thing he blesses is perfection, and, and that's what he asked for. That's what he told people they needed to do, be perfect, and nobody's ever done that. And so the good news in that for us is that God took away that whole system. That whole system was taken away. It was taken out of the way And nailed to the cross and so it doesn't even stand there as as any measurement for us to live by at all now it's been taken out of the way and the reason for that is because nobody could ever do it and so instead of God enabling us to do it he put Jesus Christ in our place he did it he fulfilled the law and once he did that then The law was nailed to the cross and taken out of the way. It was against us. It was contrary to us. There was just nothing good that it could do for us. Again, the law itself, good, just, and holy, but so good, just, and holy that all it could do was condemn us. So it was taken out of the way, and in its place, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and now our life is in him, and we have eternal life in him, not because of our works, not because of the law, but because of the finished work of Christ. We've got plenty more to talk about as we celebrate 800 podcasts coming up in the weeks to come on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.